Truth is, I am a Jedi. I'm the vengeance. And I am Iron Man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in, welcome on, and welcome to the final day of kickoff week here on the Direct Podcast, everything you need to know about the universes you love. You've been listening to us all week. We've been chatting in your ear five days in a row. The most episodes we've ever put out in a week because there's so much shit going on. So we're going to expedite the intros here. I'm your host, Matt Rick. I'm joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Mark Thompson, correspondent, senior editor at the Direct.com and Landian, David Thompson. But David, we are joined by two very special guests. They kicked off kickoff week with us for the 2023 Direct Awards draft, and they're going to finish it as we look forward to the Kobe year of movies 2024. First and foremost, our Canadian correspondent, the mustachioed Klein Felt. Klein of the Dino, how we doing, buddy? Doing well. They, think, they say the uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the hardest working man in showbiz, but you guys, this week, come on, putting in this extra hour, starting <laughs> off early. I like that you're setting the precedent high, and then you can just cruise on it for the rest of the year. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, we're not going to release an episode for the next four weeks. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this is the January Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very excited to have you here. We're also joined by our Star Wars correspondent, friend of the show, Jack, baby boy. Pew, pew, pews, pews, Jack. How are we doing, buddy? Doing good. You know, it's funny being like a massive fan of this podcast as well as like occasionally popping up on it because I keep getting these notifications on Spotify saying like, oh, direct podcast, new episode, new episode, new episode. I'm like, what's happening? I forgot it was kickoff week and I forgot I kicked off kickoff week. But here we are. (laughs) Here we are, baby. You're a big part of this podcast. Jack Tiger Woods, no longer a Nike athlete. Thoughts, feelings, concerns? I don't know how to feel. It's the end of an era. I'm sad, but I'm also kind of excited. You know, new year, new him. Go Tiger Woods. That Charlie Woods NIL deal is about to be nuts. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. David, uh, 2024 hype draft. How are we feeling? Are we confident? Are we nervous? You know, this is what this is for me and you specifically. This is where we put our flags in. And these are our movies and shows the rest of the year. We hope they perform uh, after last year. How are we feeling going in 2024? I'm feeling nervous. I feel like this year there's a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> I am. I am nervous. nervous? I'm a little nervous, you know? Um, I just feel like looking at my big board, it is a little tight. Like there's only so many things that I actually want. And if it get, if I get to a certain point, I'm going to be reaching for stuff that it's going to be more personal than maybe what like could be a giant hit or what everyone's going to be watching, um, which is a little bit exciting for me. But it's an interesting year. This year does not have many as many projects as last year. It do- will not have as many projects as next year, not nearly as many projects as next year but that can be exciting honestly looking at my list in terms of just draft picks i want to take today there's a lot of possible winners on here like i'm confident in a lot of these projects so i hope we get the good ones yep it's going to be something special we have so basically it's it's very simple every movie and television show set to premiere in 2024 is eligible to be drafted obviously dates can change delays etc etc but we're going to stick with what is officially announced right now 2024 obviously this is the direct podcast everything you need to know about the universes you love we're going to lean blockbuster we're going to lean franchise but hey dive into whatever you feel is right you know what i mean if you got a if you got a deep cut you're ready to rock out i feel like that's client's territory we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) see we're gonna see what we got coming up and at the end of the year we will reflect and see how we all did so without further ado 
the direct draft 2024, second draft of the year already. Very exciting stuff. We're going to go through the order. I have four names entered into a random list generator, and we will see what the order is right now. The order will be Kleinfeld, Jack Pews, Matt Rimke, David Thompson. Mm, the turn. Okay. The turn is interesting. I think the turn is going to be big, but also it's 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 a very similar to the direct awards draft where I feel like it's also very limiting, especially yeah. with no categories. Klein was able to lean on the category a little bit. This is more wide open. Full disclosure, guys, I have 12 figs on my list. I'm at 14. I have 12, so, too. See, we need longer. <laughs> 16. <lists. laughs> 16. Yeah. What uh, am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? You yeah. know what I, mean? I forgot. I forgot, too. And then I was like, I'll leave them for Jack. Uh, yeah, I love that. Come <laughs> on. Like, Damn it. Oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Shit. Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Help me, I think. Um, here we go. Klein, kick us off the 2024 high draft. Which movie or show are you most anticipating in the year of our Lord 2024? So there's just a, a bevy of options. Um, more than I thought there was. When I made the initial list, I was like, this is thin. I don't know what to do. There's one movie in particular that I'm actually going to leave on the board for someone else because I would feel disingenuous taking it as the number one overall pick. Um, because I'm not as excited for it as maybe the rest of this panel. Integrity. So my number one, with the number one overall pick, there's one thing that I love to do going to the movies. Two years, or I guess, yeah, two years ago, it was Top Gun Maverick. Last year, it was Mission Impossible and John Wick. I love moments. I love films where you are just taken aback in the seat and you cannot breathe for two hours. And I think that that's what we're going to get with this. And I'm picking Dune Part 2. Yep. With the number one overall pick, I'm a Canadian, yeah. so I have to. I've got to do my service. My countryman, Denis Villeneuve, is the goat. He is absolutely incredible. I think the first Dune, as time goes on, gets more and more underappreciated. Um, when when it came out, people were stunned by it, and it doesn't get talked about in his kind of catalog of amazing movies. With this coming out, and we're gonna have this pairing, we're gonna have this full complete story all in one together. I think it's going to be something special. You got Florence Pugh coming in. You got Austin Butler coming into an already incredible cast with Timothy Chalamet and Dea. This is going to be something amazing and something that one of the few things on my list that I have to be in the theater for right away uh, because it is an experience you're only going to get in the theater. Yeah, I saw Dune 1 um, in a Dolby theater, and it was the first time I'd ever gone nice. to a Dolby theater in my entire life. And it was awesome. There was like no one in there because there was the whole streaming release as well COVID concerns but it was a phenomenal experience i think dune 2 is an excellent pick i think it's many people's most anticipated movie of next year which is crazy because it was supposed to release just a couple of months ago and what a high timothy chalamet is on wonka's overperforming this guy is just soaring to the sun right now i cannot wait for dune 2 as well dating a jenner Dating a Jenner, sat together, were whispering <laughs> to each other, cuddling a little bit at the Golden Globes. God, they were they were doing more than cuddling, David. Come on, they, yeah, there was, a little was bit some, there was some smooching <laughs> going on, a little spicy, a little lip um, reading. Look, Dune Part Two. I was already sold on this movie. The trailers have been fantastic. fantastic. Like I was I, when I watched Dune. Are we calling it Dune Part One now, or are we just calling it? I'm Dune? calling it. It was no, it's yeah, it's Dune. a Part One. Okay, it, we'll call it, it Dune Part it One. Says Part One right at the front title slide. It didn't though when it released, and so I guess I, you know, changing it up. I like it. Physical um, media. 
Exactly. Keep it alive. Um, when I watched Dune Part One, like, look, my fiance Alana, she fell asleep. That happens a lot, but I get it with Dune. Like, it, it kind of made sense, mm-hmm. even for me. I was kind of like in and out of it. But when those trailers came out, I was like, holy shit! I need to dive back into this. I want to. I I gotta. I gotta get invested again. And it's really easy when I saw. I don't know where they were, but the lineup of Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Austin Butler, and Florence Pugh. That you got me. The, I'm sold. Gee whiz. The Brazilian Comic-Con. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> like that, that is a panel of rising stars right now. Yep. It's good stuff. Doom Part 2. Great pick. Very high on my board. Um, and I think it's going to really anchor your team as you wait for six picks before it comes back to you. Jack, yeah, no. you are up <laughs> and I would like to offer you a trade. Whoa! Are we doing this time on the direct podcast? I would like to offer. I would like to offer my second for your third, and as we exchange first round picks, which would mean, which would mean, I would pick two, Mm -hmm. you would pick three, you would pick four, five, six, and seven, and then I would pick both in the third round. But it's up to you. It depends on how you view the middle rounds of this draft. This is exciting. There's there's only three rounds. Something to think about as well. I want to inform all the listeners. I've been playing fantasy football for five years now, and I've (laughs) I have won three out of those five years, and I'm 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 proud of that. I'm very proud of that. And a lot of it's been because I'm making these smart trades. I'm I'm working behind the scenes, working on these deals, reaching out to people. I I am. You got the BlackBerry. You got the weird headset thing coming out of your ear. Like (laughs) you're doing what you're you're doing draft day stuff. Kevin Costner. I'm showing Trent Balky how you do this thing. Um, that being said, last time we were on here, I was ranting and raving about one Hugh Jackman. So, Matt, I'm going to respectfully decline your offer, mm. and I'm going to take Deadpool 3 because I, I'm not – it's funny. Klein, I think you and I feel similar about Deadpool 3. I'm I'm kind of in this camp of I'm not automatic – like, of course, it's going to be a financial success. But I'm not automatically sold that this is going to be, like, one of, like, the greatest, like, crossover movies, superhero movies in recent years. I, I'm going to hold out on that. That being said, I get why people have that kind of excitement. Everything we've heard about it, it's just – and it's, it's Hugh Jackman. It's the, the Fox – universe the fox x-men universe like i guess coming to an end and they're going to be leading this multiversal charge to like get rid of it him uh hugh jackman is wolverine and ryan reynolds is deadpool how could you not get excited about this the first the second deadpool i think is massively underrated by the way i don't think we Mm -hmm. talked about it enough it came out during a hot time with a lot of other movies um and of course deadpool one i at at 16 years old watching that in theaters it 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 left a mark on me we'll just leave it at that you told your girlfriend there's a superhero movie, but I just cut that guy's fucking head off. Um, <laughs> Deadpool three, I think. I think the Marvels showed us what this movie is going to be with Kelsey Grammer's variant beast with the fangs and the hair. This is going to be the Foxman cast returning in a variant form, a la Multiverse of Madness. Um, it's X Men No Way Home, and I, I don't think I could be more excited for anything. I know that I the the foundation of Deadpool is so solid. It's such a high floor due to the comedic aspect of it all. It's supposed to be silly and funny. Therefore, we don't expect anything more out of it from like a dramatic sense. But much like the MCU always does, when we get those things, we're very surprised and happy about it. Um, I mean, you could cry at Deadpool too. The whole cancer thing, like you could like I you did. shed a tear there. Like that's 
that's not out of the realm of possibility. So I think that this is just the perfect amalgamation. And as I've said over and over and over and over on this podcast, in a year where Marvel needs to reset what they're doing with the multiverse saga, one project in 2024, this being the project, high floor, high um, ceiling, Deadpool 3, it's a home run pick. Yeah, it's my most anticipated movie of the year for sure. Just because all the hype around it, the only MCU thing, only MCU movie releasing in theaters, the crossover, Hugh Jackman's back. If it was just a standard Deadpool 3 movie, it'd still probably be my most anticipated movie of the year. And the fact that it is, like you said, Matt, the no way home of the X-Men universe. Yeah, I'm I'm great pick. I, I'm, I think that was a good move not trading, Jack. Thank you, sir. You'll regret it. You'll regret it in the back end. All right, Matt. All right. Do. Um... This is me playing the game, knowing what David is not going to pick on the turn. This is a very fun place for me to be. My next two on the board are here, and I know which one to pick first because I know what David's not going to pick. Mm. Um, So I'm going to start it off. We're going to the silver screen, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to the House of Dragon season two. Whoa. I mean, what a great season House of Dragon was. I was all over it. I thought it was amazing. I thought they handled the device really well. I thought the casting was through the roof. Millie Alcock is a superstar. Everybody else is a superstar. And I think that where we were set up at the end of season one, we are in for an epic season two. And I just cannot wait to dive back into that world with these characters. And it's Game of Thrones. I mean, come on. How do you not... How do you not get up for Game of Thrones? So I'm going to go House of Dragons season two with my first overall pick. Hey, uh, Klein, any thoughts or feelings on that pick? <laughs> it's you don't like House show. of Dragon. <laughs> no, no, House no, Dragon. no, no, no. Um, so, okay. I am a huge Game of Thrones fan. Love Game of Thrones, but I'm not typically a fantasy person. It has to be the right kind of fantasy for me to really like it. I've had this conversation with David and Jack many a time over DM, over various podcasts. You go listen to Reckless Rebellion where we've talked about this for some reason, a few different times. I'm one episode into House of the Dragon, and we'll see if I get there before season two starts. That's a hard episode to watch. I mean, they, you know, they open it up with a bang. What a brutal, just impactful, I'm just, sad episode. I, for some reason, actually, no, not for some reason, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan as well, maybe more than a Game of Thrones fan. And so at the very same time as House of the Dragon, Rings of Power came out, and I picked the wrong horse, okay? I bet on the wrong horse. I was like, <laughs> why would I watch the HBO show? This Amazon show is a billion dollars an episode or whatever. I picked the wrong horse in this race. It did not work. It was not good. But then I missed the first episode, and then I was – it's TV and me is like mm. being – yeah, it's being like dragged behind a train. It just – it doesn't work if I am not on right away. Jack, it'll happen. Don't worry. I'm going to work. It's going to happen. I'll finish it. I don't know if I'll be there for season two, but eventually it will be done. Does anybody have anything positive to say about my pick? Or are we gonna, like, let Klein tank me here. No, it's just like my, strate- my strategy there. Throw it to Klein yeah, that, real quick. That was vindictive. Take that, that down was vindictive. a little bit. Then we into my picks. Yeah. No, I love House of the Dragon. We had a great time reviewing it. That was, I mean, we had such mm-hmm. a wonderful, because it was such a shakeup from what we normally do, like getting actual in my opinion, like great Game of Thrones content back on HBO was just an amazing experience. And like Klein hasn't seen it yet, but the way season one ends kicking into what season two is going to be like now we kind of go right because they're kind of setting the table for a lot of season one telling kind of the backstory in many ways. Once you get to the end, season two is 
so high on my anticipation board for sure. Yeah, I don't know how they recaptured that Game of Thrones magic, but they did. Like in terms of investment in characters, interest in characters, interest in the plot, being like invested and engaged with every scene happening. And like I remember binging Game of Thrones the first time, and it was one of those things where season seven was about to come out, so I was just trying to finish it. And I like even with that, I was kind of like skip, not skipping through stuff, but like I, I was always it had it on my phone doing some other stuff while it was playing. And then when I, I remember rewatching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed so much in each scene there's just so much there for you to latch onto whether it be some sort of emotion emotional thing or just some political thrilling lines of dialogue it's crazy they've replicated it somehow i hope they continue it this this was my third um pick on the board so top three are gone good good pick map thank you very much david we go to you with the term back-to-back picks 2024 hype draft yeah, Matt called it. House of Dragon was number five on my big board and two of my uh, top four here. So here we go. Uh, I will take Joker 2. I don't know how to actually pronounce it. Um, but... <laughs> I, was gonna, I was wondering if you were going to give it a shot. No, no. I will, I will literally. Yeah, Klein Fighters. Holy Adu. Holy Adu. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> I absolutely loved the first one simply called Joker. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of in... It seems like the minority these days where I just I thought Joker was a masterpiece. I loved it so much. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was well deserving of that Academy Award. What a performance. What a movie. Like I remember just being shook to my core. I felt like my bones were rattled. The shocks, the surprises. Couldn't believe Todd Phillips did it as well. I'm happy it's back. Cannot wait to see Lady Gaga in this role as Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn. The musical elements of it. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be zany and weird and just like wacky and probably a bit effed up as well. So Joker 2 is my pick. Happy with it. I think Lady Gaga is going to steal the show here. And she yeah. she's like the she's the thing I'm looking forward to the most in this movie because I wasn't the biggest fan of the first Joker. I didn't see it in theaters, which is crazy to say because like 2019 was the year for movie theaters. And I was I was all in on everything that was going on, all the different fandoms. I just didn't go see this one. Um, and I eventually watched it. I think I rented it, watched it with my dad, and we both liked it. It, it it's just a heavy movie, and mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to unpack in there. And honestly, I just I I was like, I don't really know if I want to unpack everything that's in there. I'll, I'll leave that to other people. But when they announced <laughs> Lady Gaga's in this, it's a musical. I'm like, okay, they're they're doing something different, which is what you need to do if you're gonna do a sequel to Joker. Um, so I'm here for it. Joker, the original, is one of my biggest haven't seen it since the theaters movies. I I have not revisited it in the slightest, but there's one moment that sticks out to me every time I think about it, and it's the blood smile. I think it's one of the greatest moments in comic book movie history, and I I don't think that's a stretch. Uh, You know, feel what you want to feel about the movie, but leading up to that moment, and then you get the Joker smile the way it happens. I think it's just the perfect epic comic book movie moment and it's um, incredible it's a great origin story like it's an underrated origin comic book movie in my opinion i think it's so well done your biggest hurdle is going to be what my biggest problem was with the first movie and it's the the wayne of it all and i think that you know having bruce wayne in that movie was so strange and weird um and, and it just it distracted from what you just said a diehard origin Joker movie mm. tying Batman in, I thought was a choice. Um, again, I want to rewatch it before I get to definitive on it. But I think if any, if anything's going to be a hurdle for Joker two, it's going to be getting bogged down by the Batman of it all. 
It's interesting between the Joker and the Batman how big of a character Thomas Wayne has been in its own unique ways. Um, and it's and I think it's been fascinating diving into some of that kind of lore. Speaking of lore, heading into a season four of an certain Amazon Prime show, The Boys is my next pick. Um, I think The Boys is one of the most one of the best ongoing live action universes in this space that we have. I think it's so well done, lived in, especially now of Gen V. The fact that Gen V not only does the boys season three tied directly into season four, but now so does Gen V this whole side story with these other kids that in the same universe with all these connections, I am stoked for the boys season four. I think it's going to be phenomenal. That first teaser trailer was awesome. I don't want to dive too deep into like what happened at the end of season three. Cause I know not everyone here is like finished everything, but holy shit, season four is going to be awesome. I cannot wait just for that first episode to drop. And this one, they normally, I think, drop like maybe a few episodes at the beginning, then sometimes kind of week by week. So I'll be curious to see what kind of drop this has. But the boys is way up there on my hype list. It was one of my top picks as well here, David. I caught up with the boys this past year. Um, and after hearing all the hype and seeing all the enthusiasm and I was in, I think that this is one of the most consistent, not just superhero things, but just like franchise things going right now. It is so the bar of quality is so high. And one of my biggest pet peeves about television as a thing is when you can see the seams a lot of times in TV and the boys is something where you, you don't see a lot of that. It does feel like you're watching a cinematic experience. You're watching something you could go through the theater and, and, and see on the big screen. And then I'm, I'm not finished Gen V yet, but jumping into that and it being a completely different thing, but also very similar in a lot of ways and maintaining that bar of quality and maintaining just how good the, the show is going from the boys into this. It's, it's, one of the, I think, most underrated things that happened this past year is the fact that um, that the Gen V came out and was as good as it was because it's just that's a huge thing to move away from the main line into the spinoff. And now, like, season four is essentially kind of season 4.5 because of Gen V. And yeah. they're going to go after season four into Gen V season two and then into season five. Like, this is now one cohesive thing. And I, I just... Amazon should be commended for what they've been doing with the boys. Mm -hmm. The last thing you said there, Klein, is is what I'm so hyped about in the sense of with Gen V and of course the boys, it's one moving cohesive thing. It's like it's like one living organism rather than they, they could have just made a spin-off where it's just a show set in that world, which is what so many other franchises have done. But no, they're le they're leaning into one each other by leading to one another. They said Gen V is going to lead right into season four. Season four, the boys are going to lead right into Gen V season two. And I don't I'm not caught up with the fandom and, and the news about it. I don't know if they're planning other spinoffs. Um, but that's part of the reason why I'm also so excited for it is that because I'm not in the fandom. I have no idea what to expect from this season. Like they could go so many different routes and I'm here for it. I'm just strapped on for the ride. I'm they've sold me. I'm ready for wherever they take me. I um, will be flying from California to New York tomorrow and I will be doing the same thing next Wednesday. And the boys is at the top of my list to dive into um, as plain content. Very excited. Have you seen none, Matt? Just I've zero? seen season one. I've seen season, season one. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was very good. Cool. It's very good. Yes. By the way, uh, 
Jack. Uh, the only other spinoff that I know of that just got recently announced was, um, I think it's just going to be called The Boys Mexico. And it's oh, based in Mexico. Yeah. And yes. And it's it, it is Spanish yeah. language, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. I think so. Yeah. I think. Oh, um, oh nice. I don't know if Diego Luna is going to be in it, but he's, he's producing. producing. It. Yeah. Oh, well, he's definitely going to be in it. Hell, oh, he did it, dude. <laughs> mm, let's go. <laughs> Underrated. Go watch The Boys Diabolical if you haven't seen. It's the animated like anthology yeah. show. It mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah, man, they're doing good work over there. Um, from what I can tell, it's uh, I'm excited to you know become more engrossed in it. Um, obviously nowhere near my board, but um, good pick nonetheless. Um, especially on the term when you have to wait so long. Um, it worked out. I knew David wasn't going to pick this because, like me and the boys, this is not on his radar. Klein, I'm sorry. It's the Bear season three. The Bear season three will be my second round pick. Um, yes, I mean, this show is just. 100 we miles just did it a few days ago, Matt. Exactly, we, just, yeah. <laughs> we just had this conversation. <laughs> um, coming know, off right? of season two, which I don't think was as good as season one, but it was still phenomenal. And um, I'm just so excited to see how much more they can grow. I mean, you see from season one to season two how much confidence wh- whatever studio is making this has behind it with Olivia Coleman and Will Poulter and Jimmy Lee Curtis and John Mulaney. And um, just everything that they're doing Bob in Odenkirk show. with a goat Bob Odenkirk just oh my god I got chills I got chills thinking about oh, it yeah, yeah. I just it's it's they have so many great players they have so many great stories moving on I hope there's more cooking in the next one that is one thing I think that season two was missing um, that I really enjoyed from season one and um, I'm just I can't wait to dive back into the bear um, as a guy who grew up going to Chicago as much as I possibly could to go watch the Cubs, um, you know, just having the bear be such a Chicago ass show. Um, and, you know, one scene from the fishes episode in season two is a uh, John Mulaney listening to uh frack and old boy pitch him the scam. He goes, listen, I want to invest, but I want you guys to call me every single week. And I want you to tell me exactly what's going on because I, <laughs> I, I need to hear from you guys. I need to, like that vibe with these supplemental characters. I don't think anybody does supplemental characters quite as good as the, uh, the bear season two um, as of late anyway. And um, I can't wait to see who else they bring in and what else they do with uh, Carmi and the squad here. Um, yeah, the, uh, two two shows off the board for me. And um, I'm, I'm excited with my team already. House of the Dragon and the bear season three. It, it's the way John Mulaney says you guys deliver every year. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that yeah. he's just investing in their entertainment. Oh God. So good. I just rewatched, um, cause Alana has been going through it. I just rewatched, uh, season two, episode six and episode seven, my two favorite episodes probably of the show, uh, fishes and forks. Um, guys, I I'm going to say something crazy. I didn't have this on my board because I forgot it was coming out this year. And now I'm fucking nervous. Now that I have the next pick, I have no idea where I'm going to go. So I'm going to kick it over to Klein while I can figure this out. There is an amazing show. And like we just, we just talked about it over on the uh, 2023 awards draft. So if you haven't listened to that, go give that a click. One thing that I do oh, want yeah, to talk Klein? about specifically with season. Hey, you gotta, Hey, you gotta promote. Come on. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. One thing I want to specifically touch on, uh, with season three, and I wrote about this over on the the site just the other day. I think it's up right now. You can go give that a click as well. Is the past two seasons have been so much about Carmi building everyone else else up and and giving them a putting them in a place to succeed. And we've seen that specifically with his with Richie by the end of season two, oh. Sydney, everyone. But in the meantime, his grief and everything else 
within himself, he has left behind and is now in a lower point than we've really ever seen it. When season two ends, he is cut. Like everyone is hurt because of him after he had built these built this up and it looked like things were going to be okay. And I hope we get a much more personal Carmi season. I hope that this is much more about everyone else now, now putting his pieces back together and him being the best version of him that he can be. And hopefully, hopefully him and Claire can work things out. I just, I want the best of them. I want them to fall in love. Pretty please. The deep freeze freak out was not for nothing. Claire's really attractive. Um, I think that, we're also entering the Jeremy Allen White come up right now. You know what I mean? Obviously, like, on TV, he has two shows that people point out and say, that's fantastic work. Like, he's got that in the bag. Uh, Iron Claws, you know, blowing up with him all over it. And I, I just think Calvin we're in franchise Klein. mode, boys. Uh, Calvin yeah. Klein, I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he's truly incredible in that Calvin Klein ad. Like, it, it's seriously amazing. Like, it's it's not just how big his dick is. It's he looks incredible, right? <laughs> he looks but really great. But it isn't not Where's John Campia? Well. <laughs> and, and also, also what I love about Jeremy Allen White, he has that De Niro thing where, like, in his interviews and in his conversations, you can tell he's just quiet and a little nervous and shy. And he doesn't, like, you watch Bob De Niro on any interview, he is very even keeled level-headed but then it's robert the nero's an amazing i i've never heard that comparison but just looking at the looking his body of work so far and where i could see him going like de nero would be amazing like get this dude on a scorsese set like that would be absolutely incredible yeah that'd be awesome as you said he he is a he is a bible personality as well and could do the franchise thing on top of all that like he could live both lives which is great like this is this is some great Start a great starting point for somebody. Breaking news. Um. Oh. Oh no way. You ready? It's sports. I'm ready for it. So calm it down. Nick Saban has retired as the head coach of the University of Alabama. Wow. Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah. yeah. The greatest college football coach to ever do it has <laughs> oh. officially retired, and we'll be getting billions of dollars to do TV. <laughs> <laughs> no wow. Kidding. Hanging oh my it. god! Hey, at least he made the playoff. Hey, this no, is no. At least it wasn't four state. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm. It, yeah, it's Matt. Can I throw some other news on you that you've probably seen since you're obviously keeping up with what's going on? Uh, your girl Millie Alcock, uh, among the actresses screen testing for Supergirl. Oh yeah, dude! Oh my god! Me? Oh my Wait, you're god! You're kidding me? <laughs> via, via deadline, that that's culture crave tweet. This the tweet I'm reading. Holy shit! No way! This is incredible. There's a very real chance I'll have to step away to handle this next save thing for a second. But we will continue <laughs> on as we move in through the second round. Um. Oh my god! The Supergirl story. It's Jack uh, right now. It, it is it is my Jack's pick, had guys. all the time in the world to figure it <laughs> yeah. out. I had so much time and I don't know what I'm doing yet. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> I'm oh my god. So much of this is because I'm all screwed up because Matt took the bear season three, which mm-hmm. I didn't even have on my board. And you're like, what else isn't on the list? You know, a trade yeah, really like, would have helped you out there. I think Matt, you're not wrong. Hindsight. I'm still down to trade, by the way. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what Klein down. is gonna pick. Um I do. I've, <laughs> oh, shit, <man. laughs> um, 
Okay. All right. I, I've made up my mind. <laughs> don't do it, Jack. Don't hurt I'm, me. I could. I can have a perfect draft. I can have my top three picks if you don't fuck me up right here. You didn't have the Baron top three. Well, the thing is, Klein, is Favorite that choice? I haven't seen. Th- there's a movie left on the board that I haven't really seen you talk about, but I feel like you'd be excited for it. And he's making a face, and because of that, I kind of want to say, "Transformers no, one." Oh well, let's get into it right now. <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson, Russell Crowe. I'm picking. Cr- no, I'm just kidding. Um, that that's the one that Klein wants. Just kidding, it's Madam Web. <laughs> no, it's Madam um, Web, guys. We Madam all Web, yeah. <laughs> okay, I've seen those suits. They're gonna sell cranberry juice. I am stalling. So like I can't wait for Monday, David. Right now. <laughs> screw it. Yeah, screw it. Screw it. I'm gonna go Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, Damn it! Yes. I only yeah, pick based off what Klein wants. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> pick right. Um, but I obviously wanted this one too because the original Planet of the well, I shouldn't say the original, but the Planet of the Apes trilogy that came out, uh, <laughs> reboot that came out, um, led by Rupert Wyatt, and then Matt Reeves did the next two. I think Rupert Wyatt was the guy who did the first one. Um, it's one of my favorite trilogies of all time. It's probably, I mean, it's not close to Star Wars the original trilogy, but like it's in the top three conversation for me, it easily like up there in terms of sci-fi. I can't. I remember seeing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in theaters and realizing that this was like I love Rise, but it was something different. And when Matt, that's like why I was so excited for Matt Reeves as a Batman, and then War for the Planet of the Apes had me just absolutely bawling. It's insane what they've been able to do with motion capture. Um, I don't know who's playing the new lead ape. I, I forget who's leading the charge on that one. I know. I think Klein's looking up for me right now. Klein. I- it is um, oh my god <laughs> William it's not William time. H. It's... Macy is it no but if he's in the movie that's very exciting he is in the movie Owen Teague yeah. I think I think oh, you're right about that I Owen Teague yeah I can't put a picture to the name but that's okay because the trailer Mo-cap. came out and it's it's definitely it has a different tone than the original trilogy. That there's definitely a different vibe to it. It's almost like an an exploration of this new world that they're living in. I initially thought it was about Caesar's son. It's not. It's a hundred some years after that. Um, and I'm just I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. But by the trailer, it looks like they're still gonna hit the same quality that the original three had. So I'm I'm all the way here for it. It's it's up there in terms of the movies I'm most excited about coming up here in 2024. Yeah, it was high on my list personally. I was upset, um, but together, ape strong, and so I I'm here with you. I love you. Um, this movie is going to be awesome. <laughs> Something that I think that you you talked about Caesar's son potentially being a big part of the movie. Something I think is even more interesting is it's it is still Caesar centric, but it is what. What hundred a hundred years later have they done with that legacy of Caesar? And I love stuff exactly. like that. I think that's such a smart way to do a sequel like this, where it's like where this protagonist, this hero, over a hundred years, what does his dogma, what does the way that he sees society and forms this ape society, what does that look like as it's molded and kind of put through this game of telephone from generation to generation, which I think is really cool. Another really underrated thing about this movie, Wes Ball directing it. Yeah, this is this is the Zelda guy. He's doing the Zelda movie after this. So this is an audition for me. Like if this thing hits y'all, you guys better have me on this podcast for weekly Zelda updates because I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to be ready. Fine. Just going off that, you, you made a great comment there of 
the legacy of Caesar and the way that the society looks in the trailer, it's very reminiscent of the original, original Planet of the Apes from 1960, whatever, um, with Charlton Heston in terms of like where the apes are at as a society and where they are in terms of evolving. And I'm curious, it still seems like an ape is leading the charge and ape is the main character, of course, where the original, it was Charlton Heston. So I'm curious how they're like, what's going to be the arc for this character, knowing that legacy is going to be such a big part of it. So I'm here for it. Yeah. My big point was going to be the whole Zelda connection. Cause like Klein put now it is, it's like a bigger deal. This movie, I think in, in a lot of our eyes, for those that are anticipating the new Zelda live action movie, it's like, okay <laughs> i mean what if, you if got? This, yeah exactly what do you got this i've is seen amazing. the maze runner what do you what do we got after that <laughs> right exactly and uh yeah it's high on my list i love this movie it's just like you said obviously matt reeves of it all they're wonderful and this and it looks good that's the other thing it, it, it genuinely the trailers look really good it seems all set to go um yeah i can't wait it's gonna be a good time all right this is uh this is the spark this is the spark for me of I'm excited to rewatch a lot of stuff uh, heading into this uh, year. Joker, Dune, like we've talked about. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to experience the Planet of the Apes trilogy in full for the first time. I've only seen the first one. So oh, um, I'm really excited to dive into that and oh, kind of get no back way. on that train with everybody. That's exciting. That I was I came to them late heading into the Batman. I'd seen the first one just like you, Matt. I've watched it on a flight years ago and watching the second one. It's like. I cannot believe how much better that was than the first one. The first one's, a, I'd say, a good movie. The Franco. second one is incredible. And then you watch the third one, and it's like, how did they just do that again? Like, yeah. how did they just do outclass a 10 out of 10 film? It's it's crazy. It's good stuff. All right, Klein, we were here in the end of the second round, beginning of the first. Close out your draft. So... With the first, with my second pick, Third, I mean. um, I am going to take number three on my board. So I'm very happy about that. It is also about a world that's kind of gone to ruin, and there's uh, a lot of sand, and there's Chris Hemsworth, and that so is Furiosa, oh. a Mad Max saga. Are you kidding me, guys? Mad Max Fury Road is one of I said it in the first round. One of those films that I sat down in the seat and was. Stuck. I could not breathe. I could not feel my limbs. It was electric. They're doing it again. George Miller is back. This is he, it's been a long time coming since Fury Road kind of ushered this franchise back into what it has become. I can't wait to see what Anya Taylor Joy does in this world and just what honestly George Miller's as big a part of the film, these films as the cast is. And I can't wait to see what he does. And the crazy just set pieces that we're going to get to see on the biggest screens possible this summer when this finally comes out. I'm so excited for Furiosa. The first trailer looks incredible. So it's going to be, it's also going to be fun to see Chris Hemsworth do something that isn't Thor. I do really like mm-hmm. Thor, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So it's, I think this movie is going to be great. Long hair in this one, though, still. Very mm-hmm. long hair. He's playing the villain from Fury Road, which is cool. Like it's, it'll be neat to see that world. Yeah, so he's that old boy. So it's gonna. It's like before that time, I guess. Like mm-hmm. it's, a, however, a prequel, I guess you'd call it. Um, yeah. So it'll be neat to see him do something that isn't Marvel. Yeah, I 
I liked Fury Road. Um, I don't want to say I came to it late. I I think I watched it before it like won a ton of Oscars uh, that year. I think that was the 2016 Oscars. Um, and I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I don't love it as much as a lot of other people do. I was really excited by the prospects that was this movie, especially with Chris Hemsworth in there. Um, oh my gosh, you, you already said her name. Anya Taylor-Joy um, leading the charge. But the trailer didn't do it for me really um it a lot of it honestly looked fake like i could i like i could tell it was a movie i, I feel like mm. it, it could just be that the effects aren't fully done but it, it didn't seem to capture that same feeling um in terms of practicality um that fury road had and it, it's it's made me a little bit nervous it, it this would have been something i would have considered picking um if it wasn't for that but it kind of dropped down because of it so um i'm still interested to see it though and i'm i'm curious when it's gonna move its release date because i can't imagine it's gonna stay where it is no way where is it right now late it's uh, it's uh same it's week as planet of the apes yeah Oh yeah, that that's something gonna move. Um, I'm with I'm kind of the same as uh, Matt was with the last pick with Apes. I never saw Mad Max uh, Fury Road, but it's one of those where, unlike Jack, I saw the trailer and was like, "This looks cool. I love Anya Taylor Joy. I'm definitely gonna wa- check that out before going to see this because I'm definitely gonna want to see this movie in theaters. It looks cool, um, to me. So yeah, good pick. I thought you were going to go a different way, um, Klein, but I guess you still do have one pick. I'm curious what's going to be. I know, and I don't know what I'm going to do. Do I need a TV show? Is that like, there's no, no. categories, no. right? No okay. categories. No. I mean, I you, know, you couple... didn't even have your favorite show on the list, so. Uh, yeah, I know. I have a couple TV <laughs> shows on here, but they're pretty low. Oh, I don't know what I want to do. Star Wars has two TV shows, Klein. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that, too. but Actually, it's... three, technically. Really, three? three. Oh, bad batch, right? I keep forgetting up. Yeah, you remember it's bad batch? Fi- final bad batch season, guys. Let's Omega, Omega, <laughs> can't wait. Um, <laughs> shoot, I should have thought about what I was gonna do with the second. I was so confident Jack was not gonna pick <laughs> with the flight of the apes. I was so confident yeah. it wasn't gonna happen. Come on, man! I told you to go watch those movies. I was the guy. Me and Dana. You were the impetus. You know what? I am going to take one of the TV shows because I was on here a couple days ago bandying about this thing and singing its praises. So I'm going to say Fallout. Yeah. I'm the video game oh, I guy. You were go. Yeah. Um, I was either going to do this or Sonic the Hedgehog 3. No. <laughs> uh, <this> is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Fallout is, as I said on the 2023 draft, is going to be a shock for a lot of people, especially people like you guys here on the podcast where it is going to be that last of us thing where it happens. The fans are there day one. And then you guys go, wait, should I watch this? And you watch the first couple episodes and like, Oh shit, this is something, this is really special. It's, it's the West world team doing it. It's Jonathan and Nolan. It's going to be bonkers. Um, I'm very excited to see what they do with it. I think that uh, I'm, I just, I love that we're in this era where we're getting such high quality video game adaptations and we're in this era where they're pairing the perfect creatives to do these sort of things say what you will about the mario movie illumination it had to be pixar illumination to do that film the last of us same thing the chernobyl people they made the last of us and that's a perfect pairing the fact that they've got the westworld folks working on a fallout show about this post-nuclear apocalypse in this really weird and kind of hilarious setting is very very cool it's going to be very well done the trailers look awesome so i can't wait to watch fallout i hope it's really i hope it's, isn't it isn't it set within the canon 
Yes, it is. Yeah. So right. that's the cool, cool thing about Fallout is it's not like each game is a different city essentially. So it's and it's just following what that world looks. One of the coolest parts about these games is seeing, especially for you Americans, seeing these places you know and love and what happens to them after a nuclear apocalypse essentially. And so like seeing the uh where do the Boston where do the Boston Red Sox play? Fenway, Fenway Park. <laughs> seeing Fenway <laughs> Park in Fallout 4 kind of reclaimed and turned into this like open air marketplace is really cool and seeing like fallout 3 like exploring washington dc after it's been kind of like bombed out and reclaimed by people is, right is really cool so i don't know where exactly i think it's oh no i do know it's taking place in on the west coast it's taking place in like los angeles area which mm. i think will be really neat Same. to see as well yeah. that's cool yeah yeah i i know nothing about fallout same. Really? But um, it's one of those things where if clients said it's going to be good, I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? It's it's the video game community knows when something's going to hit. It feels like, you know, you guys seem to be on your P's and Q's as far as, you know, what to get up for and what not to. And uh, everybody seems pretty excited about this one. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, but I'm excited because you're excited, Klein. Um, the pitch I now... is if the Cold War actually like went through. So the world ended in like 50s oh, era-esque War. thing um but they are a little further progressed future wise so it's like all this kind of weird like what you would see in like the 1950s version of the future but then it's been kind of like bombed out and reclaimed which is really cool i'm still stuck on the fenway thing and i kind of need uh, an <laughs> apocalypse story set like or partially set at wrigley field but the yeah. apocalypse happened because the cubs never won a world series again and it was like their 200th year of never winning one and then that just well, Jack. That's unrealistic shit. because they won in 2016, the greatest year of sports of all time. So it's un- unfortunate. It, it is up there. I will say that uh, that year is crazy. Uh, yep. 2016 of sports. Um, I have the next pick here, and I thought Klein might make my life a little easier. Um, I'm not surprised he went to Fallout, but I thought there was a different one that he would have chosen. And so now I'm stuck between two TV shows. Um, it's my last pick, so I don't really care. Jack, what you know I what say. you have to do. You're the guy. You yeah, have to I know be I'm the guy. guy. But here's the thing. Maybe even the correspondent. Yeah. yeah. I, look, I've seen the trailer leak, but most people haven't. And I feel like if that was out, I'd but feel But then you a can be bit, the insider. You can be like the Woj of the Galaxy. I've Parkway. already been on this podcast talking about that trailer leak, man. I've I've okay. said what's going on. Maybe, I mean, Keanu Reeves might show up in the Acolyte, guys. I'm making a strong pitch here. I'm not going to do it because today is the 25th anniversary of the Sopranos coming out. So I'm taking the penguin. Um, Damn it. This is when I said at the beginning, what did I forget on the list? Couldn't forget the penguin. Dang Um, it. Was it guys, was it a a full on teaser that came out? Was it part of like a max, like overall trailer? Wasn't it? Or it was a featurette. It was also that little like, like moment in like the max commercial as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I look, it had Sopranos vibes all the way around. And as I'm sure some of you know, if you've listened to Reckless Rebellion, especially during our recommendation section, I have recommended the Sopranos so many times. I've watched that show. I mean, I just throw it on now. Like it's just it's just part of my habit. Say the line, Jack. I love that show so much. It's the Gabagool. You gotta get the Gabagool. That's not the line. You know the line. You want the Who are you, Jack? Who are you? Well, 
I'm the motherfucking fucking one who calls the shots. <laughs> um, <laughs> if the boss tells you you're going to play Santa Claus, then you're going to play fucking Santa Claus. You're going to play Santa <laughs> Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> if I would love if Colin Farrell has just like one Sopranos line in there. Like, it could just be like a subtle one. But just yeah. give it to me. Just, just so give much. me some flavor. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Penguin, I don't have a ton to say about it. I, I'm honestly shocked it's coming out this year. I, I forgot about it until I looked up all the different shows. Um that were up there in terms of anticipation. Um, I'm pumped for it. I, I just hope we get a trailer soon. Yeah, that's that. We're on yeah. trailer watch for the Penguin at this point. I feel it's like. recording, I think, again. It's it's filming again. Yeah. You know what's Post-strike. crazy? It was filming in New York at the exact same time as Daredevil, and one of them is so much closer than the other. Yeah. Well, yeah. But at the, at the time, it wasn't yeah. the case. But uh, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. All righty, Jack, that is your uh, last pick on your board. Now it is up to me as I am building a graphic as we do this draft. This is how I wanted to spend the hype draft, guys. Um, <laughs> I got two ways to go here. I got two ways to go here. I can either go with my heart and have an all TV show. Oh, all TV draft. I mean, or I can play a little strategy, get a movie in there. What do you guys think I should do? I'm curious what the movie would be, honestly. I'm curious what the show is. Do you mm-hmm. want me to call Trent Balky and see if he can help you out here, Matt? I'll do it. I don't know who that is. Um, Isn't that the Jags, stupid-ass GM? GM. I wish I didn't know who it was, but I sadly do. <laughs> Going with my heart. I'm going gonna, gonna to hold it. It's a it's a low-value pick. Like I don't think anybody's expecting this to be the greatest show of the year, but it's my childhood. It's my favorite thing. Yes. There we go. Give me X-Men 97. Uh, Give me the greatest animated series ever made the next season. Um, I think that Marvel Studios getting a hold of this is going to be awesome, especially with how much society has evolved talking about issues in comic book media. Having the X Men vehicle to do that, I think, is going to be really fun. But also, just the pop and the popcorn of it all. Come on, give me the theme song, give me Rogue, give me Sugar, give me all of it. I, 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 I want X Men '97 on the board. Question for you, Matt. Answer for you, Glenn. X Men '97. Do we think that this ties in in any? Do we see any MCU anything in this, or is it completely animated series? Another uh, another point I'll add on to that, maybe other way around. Do we tee this up or tease anyway in Deadpool 3? Like, do they pop into mm. 97 animated world or whatever? Um, is, it's a good is Hugh question. Jackman that version? Yeah, I think it's going to be more along those lines where we have this, have this show kind of stand alone. But once we get to Deadpool, you know, somehow, some way, it's, it's communicating to the audience that this is, you know, kind of the versions of this X-Men characters we're going to get in that show. I think I think we're going to get X-Men 97 and then we're going to get the Fox cast cosplaying as these characters, same outfits, same uniforms and kind of more of the same vibe. I think it's going to be a really interesting way to play it. Um, I don't know, Klein, for sure. I I never thought about adding an MCU element to 97, if I'm being completely honest, because I'm so focused on the Fox. I don't Fox think it would all. be like intrinsically tied in any way, but I do there's something in me that that thinks like at the very end of some something's gonna happen and it'll be like oh okay like yeah jeffrey writes the watcher it's like was there the whole um, time or whatever like in uh into the spider-verse when uh miguel shows up at the very end 
Yeah. Yeah. What it would be is is maybe even Deadpool showing up. Oh my gosh. You know I mean? That'd be so like, cool. inanimated, like as yeah, just looking but just like Rose. he's from the nineties. That'd be so cool. But it's Ryan Reynolds. I think that would be very cool. But also we could get that dream moment that we wanted from what if I I wanted what if to be Captain Carter stepping through a portal and on the other side is live action Haley Atwell. Right. right. We something like that would be gangbusters. Um, still could happen. Still could happen. Don't lose hope. Season three. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that is uh my pick 97 going with my heart here. Again, I know this isn't gonna like you know, show up on lists at the end of the year. You know, it's an animated cartoon. It might. Good. It might. Yeah. But like, but like what I'm saying is like this isn't like acclaimed cinema by any means, or it's not like, you know, some sort of you know, it's a cartoon. So um, no, but looking at your team. I'm excited to have X Men on the board. All right. I'm I'm in there's a lot of options, honestly, now that I'm sitting here at the end of the draft. Um, I'm gonna go, I guess, once again with my heart, but I'm genuinely really excited for this movie. Um, Godzilla X Kong. I really like oh. the monster verse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. really into these movies. Um, I, I like Skull Island a lot. Um, I really liked the second Godzilla movie, and then I liked when they crossed over. I really liked um <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. And now basically they're teaming up and fighting a bigger, badder monster of some kind. And I like how these movies have gotten farther and farther away. I think um Rebecca Hall, I think, is still in this one, but Millie Bobby Brown isn't anymore. And they, they've kind of just they're pushing like the the humans to the side a bit more. They're getting more into the lore and the origins of the monsters. And I actually I think it's a pretty cool universe at this point. It's a lot of fun to watch. I, I've seen them in um, or I saw the latest one in IMAX. That was a really great time. Like and I was rooting for Kong the whole time. Um, yeah. Big Kong guy. But yeah, in general, oh, I just have underrated I, movie. What'd you say? Skull Island, underrated movie. Oh my yeah. god, it's unbelievable! It's my favorite guilty play. I think it's the most underrated movie of that ilk. Like, I love it. I think Skull Island kicks so much ass. Yeah, I've told this story before, but it was me and Jasmine's first date. Skull Island, first conversation I ever had with her mom about <laughs> King Kong. Uh, she's like, "Oh, wasn't there a King Kong movie a while back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this one's I'm, different I'm though. Sweating bullets. Vietnam. <laughs> no. Dude, it's so good." <laughs> It is a good movie, and I'm excited for this one. I, I think it'll be cool seeing them team up. Maybe they like fist bump or something. I'm pumped. Say fist bump. I have a lot of honorable mentions, by the way. I did too. So let's yeah. run through the list very quickly. Uh, and I apologize. I'm a little scatterbrained right now, so forgive me if I if I forgot anything. But Klein, you came away with Dune right. Two. You came away with Furiosa. Furiosa, and you came away with. Fallout. 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 So, so sorry. Thank you. Uh, Klein has Dune 2, Furiosa, and Fallout. Jack got Deadpool 3, Penguin, and Planet of the Apes. Name of the Planet, Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. David, uh, you came away with Joker. You came away with Kong and uh, Godzilla. Yep. And you came away with The Boys, season The four. Boys. Yes. I'm so sorry, guys. This is my fault. And uh, I came away I like with it. Uh, House of the Dragon, The Bear Season 3, and X-Men 97. Honorable mentions, real quick, I'll tell you the movie I was between, Ballerina. Yeah. Yeah. John I, mm-hmm. yeah. Looking yeah. forward to that one. I thought, oh, um, 
I thought that's where Klein was going when he was talking about Furiosa. Same, same. He's like, oh, John Wick and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, he's going to pick Ballerina. Yeah, Klein's always I'm saying really, John Wick. I'm, I can't wait for John Wick, dude. And I'm on a Darmus guy. Like, I will be there. I will. Yeah. I have my ticket ready to go. But that trailer yeah, is going to be awesome. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be set to some sick piano version of some like 80 synth song and she's going to be <laughs> kicking ass and then oh, the synth's going to come in and it's going to be a ballerina coming soon. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, Any other honorable mentions, David, or ballerina? Yeah, big one? Or, I had a yeah. few. Uh, ballerina was on here. Creature Commandos, the first DCU animated mm-hmm. show. I'm looking forward to it. James Gunn product should be pretty good. Um, it's awesome. exciting that like the um, voice actors are apparently going to go into live action, uh, at least some of them. Agatha, whatever the uh, subtitle is for that, the Agatha show. Um, I had the Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, which, you know, there's just been so many Star Wars series. I kind of get why we didn't pick them. My sneaky pick, if we had gone like several more rounds, is this show called The Sympathizer coming out with Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. Actually, really looking forward to. He plays like several different characters in it. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work. It's based on a book. I'm, I might even check out the book if I really get into it. But in general, it looks really cool. There's a trailer out for it. I would go check it out because I'm really excited for this. It's called The Sympathizer. Um, and yeah, so that's like kind of my sneaky pick on here. Love it. I had a, I had a couple more. Um, Gladiator 2. Yeah, yeah that I, was one I, of mine. to get to a point. Few. Yeah. 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 Um, Inside Out 2, I put just because I love the first Inside Out. Um, mm-hmm. Mufasa, The Lion King. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that hits this year. That was my biggest like... Oh really? Because it's well, it's right at the end. Right of the at the year, end, and and yeah. I could totally see them moving like it being a February sure. twenty five thing. My college roommate is working on that movie, and he is very excited about it. <laughs> I've I'm heard, and, and it. it's it's the same like it's the same crew as the first one, mm. and like or no, it's no, it's Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins, man, so from Moonlight, which is like <laughs> such a weird, the most artsy cool. type of Oscar yeah. movie you could get. Going Shit. to Mufasa, yeah. Um, and then last two, A Quiet Place Day One and uh, Night of the Seven Kingdoms, Hedge Knight, a Hedge Knight. Oh, that comes out this year? That's what I saw on a website. I don't know if it was accurate, but I wrote it down anyway. I knew I wasn't going to take it. Do I need to know what it's that is? Three rounds. It's Game of Thrones. It's another uh, spit, uh, Game of Thrones okay. spinoff. Okay. Is that coming out? Wow. Interesting. Huh. It could it could have been inaccurate. They also had... Yeah. Um, uh, Daredevil Born Again on that list, which yeah. obviously is not coming out this year, so right. it could be wrong i had a couple extra ones gladiator 2 is really high up um if we'd done another round i would have gone Gladiator yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. um uh, you you guys would not have picked this but another video game one i got a shout out is arcane season two yeah. it's a netflix show mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the first season it's some of the best like it's spider-verse level of great animation and it's incredible story Haley steinfeld's great cast go watch that it's gonna be great uh Alien Romulus was another one I want. I had on the list. Movie? New Alien movie. Oh. I yeah, new Alien movie. Not the FX show. Supposed to be coming this year, but they're like they haven't. Oh, the, shit. the Alien Romulus name isn't even like official. Official. It's still like untitled Alien movie. So who knows if that hits? I'm very new to the Alien franchise, but I've been watching the movies for the first time, and I'm I'm fucking in. Like I Xenomorphs are the coolest things ever. Uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog three, I I got a Sonic is was my I first like those video movies. Game. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. Who do I and I you know what? If the Sonic the Hedgehog two made me cry and that shadow scene at the very end, I was like that was that was so cool. That was Scarlet Witch Quicksilver levels of hype in the theater for me. <laughs> um, 
Alex Garland's Civil War was another one I wanted to shout out. I thought that might be too artsy for here. I love Alex Garland. Ex Machina is a great movie. I saw that like, one. This looks like a blockbuster level A24 film, which could be really cool. Um, uh, Fall Guy. David That's Lush. another guy, one. Guy, I have. Guy yeah. the that looks awesome. Great trailer. Yeah. Your call. And then the last one I did want to very quickly shout out was Borderlands, which has been long in the making a video game adaptation eli roth kevin hart's in it jack black kate blanchett i hey so it is it is uh of what if fame exactly um i don't know if that movie is going to be good uh but it will be fun i hope (laughs) that's all we can that's all we can do is hope um all right guys that is the 2024 hype draft we have our flags in our titles we will revisit this at the end of the year and see how it shook out who has the first show or uh, who whose pick comes first let's dune, see right? here um dune i think is early... no dune no oh, dune yeah dune's first. march first um Did the boy right. sneak in there yeah they, they haven't put a date on that so there's a chance the boys is first we don't have too many late window ones um the joker's kind of late i think it's late october i want to say later um yeah House and the then, dragon says summer but you know that might be like june that i'm thinking probably that'll probably be like where the first season was like end of summer like august, august yeah. into september yeah i'm down for that penguins gonna be possibly late possibly even delayed out of this year uh depending upon how that goes but we'll see well it's very exciting so um we think Klein's on the board first. So we're really excited to see how it all shakes out. I'm really pumped. I think we picked all great projects here. It's going to be an interesting year. It's it's not our typical year here at the Direct Podcast. Only one blockbuster movie from the universes you love. Two, uh, Joker and Deadpool 3. But we're very excited. Klein, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and also earlier this week. It's been a blast. Uh, we are so excited for... Not only everything you did for us last year, but everything you will do for us this year. What can people look forward to from you over on the direct.com? Um, as I mentioned earlier, when we we're talking about the bear, I just did a wrap up of the bear season three um, over on the website. You can go check that out. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, some more of those articles have started coming out. I've been doing a lot more video game stuff on the site, which I love. I've been asking for video game stuff basically since I started and I've been doing a lot lately. So if you want to learn about Red Dead Redemption 3, Fallout 5, uh, games that could happen, might not be happening, are maybe 10 years away. We have some wrap-ups over on the direct.com for those, as well as a hardware wrap-up of the Nintendo Switch 2. And that could this year for video games is going to be big. And we could get new uh, Nintendo hardware by the end of 2024. Did a wrap-up on that over on the direct. So go give that a click, give it a look, and see what you think. Let me know. Absolutely. Make sure to check that out over on the direct.com. Jack, everything I said to Klein, I also said to you, thank you for everything last year. Thank you for everything you will do for us this year. Weirdly enough, big Star Wars here. And uh, we got some big Star Wars news to talk about on Monday, David. Oh, buddy. Um, Monday's actually going to be a pretty great episode. I think yeah, we we've a got a lot of news. Nick uh, Saban. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> we, I I'll tell you what Monday's going to be. Monday is going to be the Millie Alcock uh, episode. Oh, yeah. I, I'm banging the table for that. I'm hype on that. Yeah, please. That would be awesome. But it's not about Million Alcock right now. It's about Jack Pierce. Okay. You're right. You're right. So, Jack, thank you so much. The Galaxy Far, Far Away did not make our board today. But which Star Wars project are you most excited about in 2024? It's got to be the Acolyte. 
gotta be the actor. No, I can't. I can't go Omega. I can't do it. Um, uh, is Tech dead? We don't really know. But yeah, um, if you want to hear me talk about uh, the galaxy far, far away, it, it definitely wasn't today, sadly. Um, but go check out Reckless Rebellion, uh, a Star Wars podcast that I host with Kleinfeld, David Thompson, and Thomas Carter Rochester. We'll be talking all about uh, that Mandalorian and Grogu movie. Uh, oh yeah. Klein, thank you for reminding me. It's gonna be our hundredth episode, and we're we're talking about a new Star Wars movie. That's fucking congratulations. Sick. Um, thank you, thank you, and we'll also be talking about um some of those controversial Star Wars comments that have been coming out lately, and of course, our all time Star Wars scenes draft. Is that happening? I really don't know, but I hope it does because it's gonna be a shit show. So please listen. You love to see. We love a shit show here on the Direct Podcast, as you can see by the content we've delivered today. Um, this <laughs> wraps up kickoff week, David. Five episodes, one week, three episodes in one day. Um, it's been a great week. It's been a great kickoff. Um, I'm really excited for this year, and I'm excited to keep moving forward here with the Direct Podcast. Everything you need to know about the universes you love. For David, I'm Matt. Until then, we'll see you next time.